hey, Lauren, I went for a 5K run last night in 20 minutes. <laughs> Bullshit, you did. You could run for the front door if your life depended on it. Oh, how about you, Lauren? What can you do in 20 minutes? Lap around the tan. Is that right? <laughs> and I can make a podcast. Easy. Bullshit, there's no way you talk way too much. You'd be here for an hour if I didn't tell you when to stop. Yeah, fair point. Okay. <laughs> How about make an employee video to promote an open role in 20 minutes? No way. What agency is going to do that for you? Uh, nah, uh, who said anything about getting an agency? I work with Video My Job, today's sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's right. These are the guys who are making employee videos really easy. Yeah, literally a fully branded video ready to share in less than 20 minutes. TA people love that, right? Being able to show their people culture and diversity to candidates before they even apply. Absolutely. Game changer, mic drop moment here. So check them out, videomyjob.com. And don't forget to tell them, Tarpod sent you. Listening to Tarpod. We talk talent engagement and mobility with the experts. That means you get the best info, knowledge, and advice with a side of fun. Now, here are the pair that sound younger than they look Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tarpod. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. Are you? Yeah, I am. Last <laughs> time I checked, I am. Anyway, back to it, dickhead. Today, our fabulous guests are Carly George from BHP again, who is the fabulous candidate experience, recruitment, marketing, employer branding and work-life juggler, and Adam Walker, VP of Aperture for APAC. Welcome aboard. Welcome, guys. Morning, guys. And what are we here to talk about today, Lauren? We are here to talk about career websites. But not just any career websites. Ooh, We're one? here to talk about the 2021 winner of the best career website at the ITERS. BHP <laughs> Talent Acquisition. So we, we really, this is a, a, an area that we, we haven't really focused on before or touched on in the podcast. And it's really important to get your careers website right. When, you know, would you agree with that? No, I don't agree with you at all. <laughs> of course it is, you idiot. Now, Carly, I'm just going to jump in here because he's a dick. Um, oh dear. This was your passion project. I have been told by numerous people at BHP. So tell me about it. What bugged you about what was going on to make you go in there and just flip it all upside down? Um, so I've been at BHP nearly, wow, 10 years. Um. And I don't think our careers website had a refresh pretty much in that whole time oh, I was wow. there until I <laughs> You're um, kidding me. Took, took up the crusade about changing it. So, um, look, it just wasn't a priority for our business. I think we'd been really lucky that everybody know who BHP was, yeah. they knew what we stood for, and we were, you know, we managed to fill all our roles. But then obviously we um, changed how we wanted to recruit and we put out the audacious goal of gender balance and increased Indigenous participation. And when you looked at our website, it, it didn't really reflect what the new world of BHP mm. looked like and wanted to look like. Um, so we really needed to think about, well, hang on a minute. If we're saying that we want a balanced workforce, does our web website represent that? Where is someone going to go to find out information mm. about BHP? And we wanted to make sure that they were coming to us yep. versus going to third party sites and that we were using our own employees to tell the message so that it was authentic and that they could see people like them 
oh, mm. they look like me. They've had a similar background to me. Maybe I could fit in and, and I could work there. So we really wanted to, I guess, humanize mm. not just BHP, but also our recruitment process and what we were trying to achieve. And the only way that you can really do that is mm. through your careers website. Yeah. You make a really good point there about uh, not accessing roles or opportunities via a third party uh, and it doesn't give you as a business an opportunity to tell your story if you know someone's responding to a, a CCAD and it just goes automatically into a into an application process so but if they land on a careers website page you can really tell your story uh, and bring up other parts of the business in front of them and, and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so we moved our website away from being really company-centric language so you know telling what we think we wanted people to hear and what we wanted to tell people and really thinking about, well, hang on a minute, what do our candidates want to know? What's important to them when they're choosing a job and how do we answer those questions Mm. Um, and really flip the language around? Yeah. You also, what I really loved about the website, I was having a play around on it again this morning, is you You probably broke it. Embraced the use of video. And as you're saying, that storytelling from your current employees. And I think that that is a huge, a huge um, attraction to people, as you're saying, to see other people just like them. But it also, you're hearing it from the source. Yeah. So I, I feel that um, that's one of the things that you really tackled really, really well. What sort of hurdles uh, did you have, or if you had any, um, for trying to get people to come and tell their story on video? Because sometimes people just run in the opposite direction the minute you say that. (laughs) Yeah, look, it's still a challenge. I think um, I led by example. So I made a lot of videos myself and explained, you know, this has had X amount of thousand views. I've not been inundated or flooded with candidate queries or questions personally. Um, You know, I had to beg, borrow, steal persuade the team to do it but I think once we got the first round of videos out especially those recruitment process videos Mm. and we seen the effect and the impact that they were having on our process and it was much easier to say that you know this really works like people are really connected with these videos you know I think they're sitting at well 10 10, or 11,000 views um, for a video that was really relatively low cost to create our team did them on their iPhones and mm, um, mm. then sent them to us and we we made them into to short so budget you know if you don't have a budget you don't necessarily need one to create something like this mm. and we also didn't want to make it perfect um yes we have the glossy videos on our <laughs> website you know with our employees talking about that and they have a place but we really wanted some of the videos on the website to show that our process wasn't full of bots Mm. There is actually a team and people that sat behind the applications that you sent in. They review them um, and to highlight our, our team and the authenticity of our team and, and who they were. So, um, yeah, I, I love them. Um, yeah. We're actually redoing them um, right now. Yeah, I loved it. You use Video My Job as your platform and we both use that as well for our, our platform, for our video content. So it go just an easy platform to use. Really, it's, really um, simple. Yeah, super, super easy to use. You can script it. Um, 
and it makes you look amazing to be honest like you're just <laughs> doing it off the cuff I'm giving away my secrets doing it off the cuff when really you're totally not <laughs> oh, well actually we do do it off the cuff <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, we don't look that good talk about yourself buddy <laughs> hey Walks Aperture sponsored this award and you were also one of the judges on the award so what did you sort of look for and what did you like about the submission from BHP yeah, it's, um, it's a really important part these days, and particularly when you look at the cycle we've gone through the last, let's say, 18 months, you know, having gone from recruiters couldn't get a job for love nor money or work at the coffee shop through to now, it's yep. the most talent-deprived market in almost every sector, every industry I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, no doubt that will turn again. But uh, Carly touched on a lot of the, the points, uh, for, for good reason, of course, that resonate. Um, you know, recruitment is marketing. Uh, we have been trained as individuals. You know, you've heard me bang on about this before. We've all been trained by our iPhones in our Google search habits where we've been trained that I am the centre of the universe as an individual. And unfortunately, that's very true with uh, different individuals as well. But what it does mean is it's got to be what's in it for me. It's no longer about the enterprise because careers are shortening, the fluidity of the workforce is accelerating, uh, I am in control, and I want to go somewhere that resonates with you. So, you know, the video thing's a great aspect. Um, yeah, the video is there. There was um, some very clear, simple segmentation. So uh, me, in depending who I am or what I want to do, I could easily navigate with, I often talk about uh, an e-commerce approach, as few clicks as possible to the purchase point. In this case, the purchase point is I'm going to put a hand up. Yeah, I'm interested in the job or I'm interested in joining your talent communities or your talent pools. Uh, and increasingly now it's about not just that immediacy of the current live vacancy, but how is BHP building ongoing relationships with great talent that is out there that one day at the right time and place goes, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of curious about that when the right gig comes up. So it was clean. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, – I've sort of taken some notes around the use of multimedia, which we touched on in the engagement piece. It's pretty simple uh, but, but quite balanced and informative. And yeah, we, we just touched on it. There's a human aspect. Mm. Um, you know, there's some of, the, some of the video pieces that often get more views than anything else is the outtakes because we yeah. like to have a bit of a laugh and go, well, we're not perfect. Yeah. And I feel like I can connect with somebody as a – potential buyer of a job if I go, oh, these guys are pretty cool. They're pretty authentic, I think, with your word, Carly. It's, it's spot on. So, um, mm. And the other thing that I should mention, and this is really important in, uh, in all the items that, that, you know, that I've judged and, and I, I would make the point, is that um, the presentation and the submission was really good. Yeah. So whoever, whoever's been loving you there, Carly, and made the effort, they've gone to the effort of actually um, taking some time to put together a great submission, and that in itself, of course, you know, as when we judge things and all the awards are judged, we only ever do it on the submission because we can't do it on stuff we know about in the industry course. And it was a really well presented and well developed and put together package. Mm. Hey, one of the points that um, hold on a walks sec, made, walks. Yeah. Did you apply for a job? A BHP? No, no. I'm, I'm smart enough to know not to. Uh, I think but you I look great the... in a fluoro vest and red dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've seen me after six pm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I was going to say, Walks, you made a really good point. Recruitment is marketing. So, Carly, how much of that was in your thought process when you were working on the new uh, career site? Um, that's the foundations of how we are approaching our candidate recruitment now. So we are actually treating them like consumers mm-hmm. and we're trying to take the lessons that the consumer market and um, industry 
have been doing for for years and trying to apply them to recruitment, right? A customer journey is very similar to a candidate journey, trying to figure out the moments that matter in that journey. So one of the moments that matters is the website, right? And it's probably one of the first moments that matter where you really have impact in either a candidate self-selecting themselves in Mm. or actually self-selecting them out. Um, So we know that a role in BHP is not necessarily for everyone, right? Um, And I want to make sure that our website's clear enough that they can be confident that it is somewhere they'd want to work or it isn't. Because I don't want to put them through a process and then them decide that they didn't know enough or, you know, they declined the offer or or all of those sorts of things happen. Mm. Um, So, and I think we have a lot to learn in recruitment from this industry, you know, using Google ads, the targeting, demographic data, using all the analytics that digital can provide us to make some really informed choices about what our candidates want to see and and what they don't. Just down to YouTube views, right? What videos are being watched? What videos are being watched all the way to the end? What videos are only being watched first five seconds? The ones that are being watched to the end, you know, do we need to do more of them? Is there more information we can put in them? Why are they relevant? Um, yeah. So marketing is the way forward, I think, in, in recruitment. And Carly, on, on that note, I mean, I, I, uh, I find it really interesting to look at some of the data and the sort of return on investment type aspect. Have you noticed uh, significant uptake, not just in applications of volume, but in the actual pull through to get conversions, placement, talent really pool, uh, on particularly on some of those target areas since you've uh, since you've upgraded, let's say, the website? Um, so we try and talk to this piece of the work is the awareness. So we try not to track all the way through to this person viewed the website, then they applied to this job and then they were hired because it might actually take someone to come back to the the website two, three, four times, mm. or like you were mentioning to get the right role or the right experience to come through and apply. So we really try and keep it to, you know, how many people viewed the website, how long were they on the page for? Um, and then how many went through and searched for jobs? And we probably stop that metric they are. And it's the same for consumer-based organizations, right? They don't know that because you've gone on the website to view, I don't know, the Kia car that you've mm-hmm. then walked into a showroom to then purchase the car. Yes, you can connect the dots slightly, but we try and keep it separate. Does that answer your question? It does. Um, I feel like if you go into hires, you get into the black hole of not really knowing if it was because of that that made the hire, but everything together that you do collectively, you know, you plant the seed, you water the seed, you continuously use other tactics through digital marketing to push, keep pushing them back to your website. Um, and you build up that data to try and say, well, we influenced yeah. this person and often, often you can look at, I mean, I think a lot of the mistake we make in um, data, and again, we can learn from marketing is looking for a direct cause of relationship and often you can say well actually you know what it correlates we've had more views we've updated the website and we've uh, we've got better pull through we've actually got better numbers in the back end of our ATS or CRM so you know correlation is often enough to say well it's clearly had an impact because if you take even if you take a correlation in data to a board and say well actually since we did x we're noticing why. We can't prove exactly why I link it together on you know at an individual level, but a board will go, well, keep doing the same thing if it means we're getting better people, better access to diverse people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're doing. So we're trying to stay away from being too specific because we can't, but we can definitely say, you know, because we've done this, 
our female application rate has moved from, you know, 18% to 30%. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you put more in the top of the funnel, you're definitely going to get more out of the, the bottom of the funnel. Mm. Yeah. I've got to say, well done. It's not just, it looks good. It functions well. It's easy to move around. It's a very, very well done careers website. Yeah, and on that point that you just made there, Lauren, you you do say in your submission that you focused a lot on navigation and how navigation was within your existing to in the new. So how much focus was on that? Because you're saying that there were, you know, buttons in the wrong place. It was difficult to get Mm. from X to, you know, to Z and it just wasn't easy to apply for a job. <laughs> like, like, you, you go, where do I click apply? <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking that your shopping cart abandonment was quite high. <laughs> well, we would, you know, you'd go to our website and we weren't even in the top level navigation, right? So we were head in second level navigation. So if you turned up to the BHP website and you're like, I just want to apply for a job, good luck. because you would have had to like search through a couple of menus. And then when you landed on the page, you'd still then be like, where's the apply now button? Like I can't find it. So we, um, we managed to elevate us to, you know, top level nav. So we're on the top menu. So candidate candidates can straight navigate and they are, and then we just separated out the information much easier and then in doing that, though, we made sure it was really obvious where the apply now button was on all the pages so that you didn't yeah. need to go backwards and forwards and be like, OK, I'm ready. Where do I need to go? What do I need to do do yeah. now? Everywhere you go on that website, it should link you back relatively easy. There might be a few exceptions, but straight into to searching for actual live vacancies. Mm. Simplicity is key, isn't it? And and I guess lowest common denominator. So you're going, okay, let's make this accessible to everybody. Yeah. It's a, so some of the metrics that have come out of the change, um, run us through some of those. So what are some of the differences that you've really noticed? Because knowing that you wanted to push up to that 50-50 gender equality, you want more First Nations applications. So what were some of the metric, the big metrics that you saw with this change? So we partnered with a digital agency and ran a digital campaign at the same time um, as relaunching the website. So we wanted them to bring new traffic to our site and predominantly female and indigenous traffic to the Mm -hmm. site. Um, We found that that worked exceptionally well. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the new users that we were pushing to site, the new users that we were then seeing click and search and apply for jobs. So we weren't just relying on the website alone, I guess, to bring us new applications. We actually, you know, used a pool strategy to try and pull more awareness and more people to BHP. But we had to make sure that the website was relatable to that audience so that we mm. sold the right message, we told the right story, and um, we spoke about what was important to that audience, right, that we were bringing in. Um, from there, you know, we've only got better. So we've used time on site as an indication of interest, or, you know, bounce rate. Did they just come in and go, oh, this isn't for me and bounce straight back up? We've seen that hold really steady, which has been great. Um, on average, people spend around three minutes mm. on our careers site. Mm. Um, not our job site. So they spend around three minutes sort of exploring. They probably view two to three pages um, for each individual, which is pretty good, right? Considering Mm. that they're shown an interest and then they normally click on to go and search for jobs. So um, just the volume, the diversity of the volume, um, time on site, it's been, you know, 
immense to see and just yeah. to start tracking it so we can see what goes on and what's happening and where people are coming from, right? So you can drill down to who's visiting your website and what locations, um, which is really important for us because we have operations all throughout Australia. So are the people in our where our operations are, are they you know, click into our website. What are they looking at? You know, you can see right down to people in Kalgoorlie, for example, viewing your website, which it's just amazing the data that you can get out of it. So what sort of advice would you give to our listeners out there who are nominating themselves for the 2022 items and who, even if they're not nominating, who just need to revamp or do something with their website? What advice would you give and where would they start? Just do something. So I um, suppose that's better than nothing, isn't it? (laughs) I started not knowing where this this would go. Right. So I I just wanted to do one little bit at a time. And every time I made an improvement, you know, we put out, I was I had a great team behind me um, and just start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the first move that we made was moving it up to top level. And then the next move was, okay, what do we need to do next? Okay, what do our candidates want to hear? What what questions do our recruiters get asked all the time from candidates? Okay, they get asked these questions all the time. That means that lots of candidates must want to know this information. Let's put it on the website. And then we sort of built it out from there. Um, to be honest, I don't think your website's ever finished. Mm-hmm. And I that's Good probably... Point. Mm. One of my problems with the award, I was like, I don't want to submit an award. Like I don't, it's not good enough yet. Like I'm not, it's not finished yet. There's more that I can do. And I think it's just having the confidence and accepting that there is always more you can do. Your website is, a, should be treated as a live um, platform. Evolving it's not being. <laughs> all the time, right? It's, it's static. So we're going to do some more updates, some more changes, pushing things through but we're making them based on what our candidates are telling us and what they want to hear. And we're using the data that our website currently shows us to make the changes in the future. Um, And I just think a lot of organizations, potentially it's it's a missed opportunity. You can argue if you have the data that sits behind it to say that our candidates want this, they're viewing this, or they're not viewing this, or they're not going to that Mm. page, then you change it and you shape it based on fact. Yeah. yeah, and Liz, I think uh, one of the other things I'd I'd, uh, I'd advise to for anyone out there who says, "Oh, but it's too hard. I can't do this. I've got no budget." Of course, none of us do. Get one of your senior executives or you know, EGMs who is struggling to find talent, and make sure you sit with them when they try and apply for a job. And <laughs> good idea, walks when they see what they do. And I've done it a lot of times in my consulting days, where you go, "Have you ever applied for a job in your business?" And they go, "Oh, well, no. Why would I do that?" And then you do it and you get a, you get a real aha moment where they sort of go, yeah, oh, shit, okay, we need to do something, which is great, right? It, it can be small pieces, but they don't put themselves in the candidate's shoes because they still think they're the enterprise, they're, the, you know, they're, they're applying to us, and that attitude just does not float these days. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It's the, you're selling both ways. Yeah. And you can do a lot of this relatively cheaply, right? So you, you don't need to set out a, a big budget to, to start this project. Make friends if you're in a larger organization with your digital team. Mm-hmm. They'll own the corporate website, right? Make, I've got some amazing friends that have helped me execute <laughs> this work on a dime, right? Just through favors and asking them to help me in their spare time to change some of the careers pages. So mm-hmm. um, you just need to be resourceful, I think. 
Hey, Kelly, the ITA's are all about the talent acquisition community and by winning an ITA, it comes with a lot of responsibility <laughs> in that if anybody wants to improve their careers website, um, they should be reaching out to you as a first port of call for either advice individually or individual questions. Are you open to that? Sure. I'm definitely not the expert though. So I'm a, I'm on a learning journey, but I'm happy to learn with them or let them know some of the things that work for us um, and getting things across the line. So how, how best would they contact you? I think they can find me on LinkedIn, right? Absolutely. I'm pretty, I think I've got a pretty good profile on LinkedIn. You've got a great photo too. You're in your on-site garb and uh, you're out there, you're wearing your fluoro orange, you're in the the coal face. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. So reach out to Carly on LinkedIn. Hey, Walks, thanks so much for coming on and also for being a a sponsor and a supporter of the Idas. Um, It's it's fantastic. And by the way, everybody, Walks is judging this award again in 2022 (laughs) and he's opened a bribery. Yes, (laughs) No, slab, slab of beer. <laughs> yeah, but Carly didn't bribe him. Somebody did. It was good. It was so, a long lunch. Yeah. <laughs> BHP Lager. <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming on. And thanks, Carly. You've been amazing. And congratulations on the award. And we can't wait to see you. At the Itis this in year. In September. Mm-hmm. You better be and coming across. And bring a TA to work day. You're in, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> you can work with us for the I day when you're wait. over here. I or, can't wait. <laughs> and on that note, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Video My Job. These guys really are making it possible to create employee stories in less than 20 minutes so you can attract talent and get better hires. So check them out now at videomyjob.com and don't forget to tell them Tarpod sent you. Thanks for listening to Tarpod and please don't forget to subscribe and make sure you listen to the outtakes at the end of the episode. They're usually the best bit. Hey, Walks, what's your actually title nowadays? VP uh, of Wankerdom or what? VP of APAC. VP of APAC for APAC. I prefer Chief Monkey Nuts if you could roll in. <laughs> <laughs> no, here he is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's balls off a brass monkey, weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, it is cold this morning. We're okay. <laughs> You're in a t shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know. He hasn't left his house, Carly. He's got central heating. He hasn't left the house all day. The house, so- his house is in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes.